How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoe. Shoots, he scores! Battling through it, finally. No sense bitching, right? This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okay, so the Kings are now down 3-1 in the series, and we had to, instead of recording right after the game, we just took a beat, and we decided to come talk about this late and head into Game 5, um, poss- I don't know, with some feelings, maybe some optimism, a sliver of it, who knows? How do you feel right now, Diane? I am feeling aggressively optimistic because I am forcing myself to feel optimistic. Like, I'm trying not to get too down about, like, down about it. Obviously, the Kings have come back from worse. But, yes, I'm just going to stay with that. I'm feeling optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like one thing to keep in mind if we're, like, staying positive is remember when the Kings were up 3-1 against the Chicago Blackhawks in the Western Conference Final, and then they didn't... The Kings didn't end up losing that series, but they got super close to giving it away had they just not scored an overtime goal first. Um, So it's entirely possible for them to at least set themselves up to still win the series. And it's like it's not as big a hill to climb as if they were coming back from the 3-0. So it's possible, but it's going to be real difficult. (laughs) Yeah, especially with... The the Kings continue to only start to get into the game at the end of the game. So it's just late game goals, and then by that time, it's a little too late to actually win the game. So we'll see if the, the Kings kind of need to change their strategy here. Uh, it hasn't worked for the last four <laughs> games, so maybe they want to switch it up a bit. That's my problem. I think I would feel more encouraged if they were playing well, but they have not been. They've been throttled at 5-on-5 a lot of the time, and like you said, they don't really seem to get into it and figure out you know, how to get any goals at all until score effects kind of come into play and the Sharks are pulling back a little bit because they have such a big lead. And that's not really how you're going to get out of this series at this point because as much as I like... I don't know, instinctively, I'm always, like, not inclined to care about what the competition's doing. I feel like if you're the best, you should just be the best. But I know that's unfair. And so I will say that the Sharks are playing so well right now. So you can't be also playing against a team that's really in, like, a hot streak um, and not execute your game the way you know how. That's just disaster all around, as we've seen the Kings being a step behind in all four games so far. Yeah, the the Sharks have been playing really well. They've been super aggressive and have just been smothering any sort of attempts by the Kings. Um, and it's been really impressive. I hate it, but, I mean, they've been playing very well. Their power play is deeply annoying uh, yeah. in that they got three power play goals last night. And yeah, so they they're like they're firing on all cylinders right now, and the Kings are like maybe on half a cylinder. It's rough. That's yeah. It's frustrating to just sit and watch it because you want to be like, just change these things, please. <laughs> and um, I feel like also I am in a larger, in a broader sense, I should say, frustrated with Daryl Sutter because I feel like. I don't. I, was it this last game? I think it was, or maybe it was the game before where Christopher Seek had played like less than seven minutes um, in the game in regulation, anyway. And 
come on. <laughs> you don't trade for a guy who's supposed to help you um, add scoring depth to your lineup and then just not play him and instead continue to do things like play Rob Scuderi significantly. And even though he had like that one baffling spin away from Joe Thornton <laughs> in game four, it's still like he should not be someone that you rely upon. He brings down your top defenseman. Is bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, on the scary thing, I mean, I think it's along the lines of a broken clock is, you know, right twice a day sort of thing. He was there, it happened. Every once in a while, something good's going to come of it. But yeah, it is baffling how much ice time he's getting. Um, and yeah, if you trade for Christopher Sieg and he's supposed to be your missing link or, you know, something that's going to fit into your system to help you win... Why is he wasting time on the bench? Yeah. Like, not to not... It's so frustrating. Like, why is Andy Andrioff getting a bunch of time, or Dwight King, or, you know, Nick Short? Like, I'm glad Dwight they're King. getting ice time, but Chris Versteeg should be on the ice. I don't. I think Dwight King at one point, too, was, like, up on the top line with Kopitar, and it's like, why is he there? <laughs> He's done not much at all. So, I, as much as I respect... Daryl Sutter and a lot of the things that he does with this team, he does have some habits that I'm just like exhausted by. <laughs> Please stop kind of sabotaging your very good team. You could be so good if you stopped, you know, hindering yourself. And I think, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, because they do still have to actually play game five, <laughs> and they could win it, and at least force game six. Um, but I, watching them play, like a series is not really anything to go on in terms of the, you know, the future, really, for the team. Um, but it did make me think, like, I'm kind of worried because the Kings are at a point where they need to start retooling this team. And I'm not really sure that I trust Dean Lombardi and, by extension, Daryl Sutter, because he knows what Daryl Sutter likes, um, for them to bring in people who aren't, like, all aging guys looking for a second chance. It worked in 2012. It kind of worked again in 2014 with Gabrick. Um, but stop doing it. <laughs> if if there is any positive to them possibly going out earlier, it's maybe, maybe they will change the strategy a little bit. At this point, I feel like they're just slowly making the movie The Expendables. <laughs> um, with one aging star from somewhere else all onto right, this yeah. one team. Um, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not it's, the it's formula for a good movie and or uh, team. Yeah, like it was really fun, you know, sort of like the LA Kings, this like band of misfits and used toys, etc. in 2012. And I've liked a lot of the guys on the Kings team. I have a lot of respect for the, their talents and what they've done. But... It's time to let the formula go and just try some new things. I was really encouraged. We talked about like them pursuing Alex Lyon, the free agent goaltender. Um, like that's how they ended up finding guys like Jake Muzzin. He was somebody who was not signed after he was drafted, and so they courted him as a free agent. So I want them to do more of that, um, and I hope they do now that it's sort of creeping towards that time where they have to start thinking about it, especially right now when they don't have a lot of picks in this draft mm -hmm. um, and they don't have a lot of cap space. So it's like time to start getting creative, and um, I hope they do. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you're right. It's a little too soon. I don't want to talk about it yet because I'm hoping against all hope that the Kings have something else up their sleeve. But, yeah, it'll be an interesting offseason to see what kind of moves they do.
Some fun things from this game. Were there any? I feel like there were at least a couple of... Oh, yeah, Luke Shen, when we briefly thought he was on Hattrick Watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then he wasn't, because one of his goals got changed to Trevor Lewis's goal, which is also still, like, fun. Uh, I, I love that it was uh, changed to Trevor Lewis's goal, especially when he was potentially going to uh, be, like, the source of goalie interference. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. You like I'm sure that there's some people out there who think that that goal should have been waved off, but we're gonna just give you. The goal. Yeah, yeah, it's just yours now. Actually, cool. insult to injury. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty fun. And you said that you wanted him to, or like we both want him to reach double digits. But we also said that we would settle for like the combination of regular season and postseason. He has now scored two goals in the postseason. He had eight in the regular season. So technically, within a season. Trevor Lewis has scored 10 goals. <laughs> I'll fucking take it. <laughs> I mean, we Tyler Toffoli scored more than 30 goals. Yeah. Trevor Lewis reached the double digits. I mean, it's been a good season. Good job. Um, so those might be our postseason highlights for the Kings, unless, unless somebody pulls out some magic tomorrow, is Trevor Lewis, his two goals. I think he's technically the goals leader for the Kings in the postseason right now. Oh, God. So that's intense. And um, Rob Scuderi's Xpinorama and Luke Shen almost hat trick watch. Great times. See, as we describe this, these are the good things about <laughs> the Kings postseason. You can see why we are currently in a 3 1 hole. Yeah, it's rough. But hopefully they play really well and at least force game six. I think that will be the most shocking thing to me is if out of this entire se- series, they don't have one strong game. I thought they would at least have one. Come on. No, not a single one. <laughs> it's been rough so far. Trevor Lewis is the goal sc- <laughs> like the goals leader. Isn't that it? is absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Where is Tyler Toffoli at? Where's Jeff Carter? <laughs> what are they doing? So dumb. Oh, so dumb. Anyway. Uh, they should be doing more of what, let's say, Joe Pavelski and or Brett yeah. Burns is doing. Hmm. Once they they both scored Again, yeah. <laughs> to my absolute horror. <laughs> it's always them. It's amazing. It's always them. <sighs> I think that they are per- personally brutalizing me now. Yeah. They're just, like, following me around, scoring at will. Ugh. I, I will say, the because the Sharks are playing so well, it makes me wish that I cared about the Sharks. <laughs> and I just really don't. Like, if the Kings... I can't really envision a scenario at any point in the playoffs where I'm like... I'm going to root for the Sharks now, because I just don't care about them. I'm never going to be a bandwagon Sharks fan. <laughs> like, in the postseason, when you choose your teams, that you're like, yeah, I'm going to root for yeah. them. It's never going to be the, the Sharks. Sharks are never going to be yeah. it. Never. <laughs> I'll root for individual people, maybe. Right, right. There are guys I like who are on the team, but as a team, I just don't care. I can't in good faith root for a rival. See, I'm a little different in that I would totally, under the right circumstances, root for the Ducks, but that's only because I really want Bruce Boudreau to have success. Um, And he's a huge Kings fan, so (laughs) I gotta root for the Kings in some way. I mean, there's that loophole, so I'll give you that one. (laughs) Um, But not always, but under the right circumstances. Like, in a second round, if it's Anaheim and, and San Jose, I'm gonna pick Anaheim. I don't know who, oh, who would I choose? I guess I'd have to choose Anaheim. There's nobody that I like on the Sharks enough to pick them. You could say Martin Jones, but I don't care. He already won a cup with the team I like, so. That's true. And Martin Jones is currently just, like, on my shit right, list yeah. for being Right, yeah, my life, actually. Horrible. <laughs> okay, so in the event that the Kings are out, since we're on the subject, 
Are there other teams, like, who are you rooting for? Who are you watching, excited to watch? Um, One series is finished now. Tampa Bay has moved on to the second round. They beat the Detroit Red Wings. What are you thinking about the rest of the league? I am, well, the Blues game, uh, Blues-Blackhawks game is currently happening. Right. Um, I want the Blues to win. Hopefully, by the time I post this, they will have won. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. I'll be interested to see how far the Caps get. Yeah, that's kind of it. Well, that's that's a lie. I, I'm interested to see how Pittsburgh is going to do. So, we are nearing the Pittsburgh Capitals' second round. That is going to be an exciting time. That's probably going to be my favorite round. I don't really know who I want to see. Like, here's the thing I realized about playoff series. is like, part of me is, like, you start out rooting for the underdog, and then it goes on so long that I'm like, am I actually rooting for the upset of the upset kind of thing? Um, like... In, in a Penn's cap series, I think everybody is sort of intrigued by how well the Capitals have played all season. And so I'm like, yeah, I would like to see them succeed. But do they continue to succeed so much that I'm like, actually, maybe the Penguins could come back <laughs> and crush them? <laughs> I don't know. See, they've been doing so well and have, like, just barreled through the regular season and obviously have their playoff, you know... Uh, history that they have, and I'm like, oh, maybe this could be their year, and I'm like, but maybe this is just another delightful tick in their (laughs) playoff history, and it's like, oh, which one do I like better? I don't know. What do I cheer for? So I think that'll be like an added bit of excitement. Is that emotionally? I don't know what I want from it. We're gonna find out. Which is kind of nice. You just get excited on like a play-by-play, period-by-period, game-by-game basis. Because I don't have any, like, true vested interest. Right, right. I can just be excited about whatever I want, whatever narrative, whatever person, whatever team, like, at will. Yeah. That's kind of fun. And, I mean, like, both teams have players I really like. Like, I really want to see Alex Ovechkin and Backstrom succeed. But also, Phil Kessel's a penguin now. We know how I feel about Phil Kessel. So, (laughs) there's just a lot there. Yeah, I think the I think the playoffs this season are actually a lot more exciting. At least to me more than last season was. So, I'm looking forward to even when the Kings if I'm sorry, if the Kings go out um watching other teams. We we said we were going to be optimistic. We are obviously not. <laughs> I don't even feel that sad about it though. I'm just kind of like, well, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, at this point we're just kind of like, eh. I'm disappointed, but so anyway, if slash when they go out I think a lot of the series are really interesting, and I'm excited to see how the playoffs turn out, particularly if the Blues do beat the Blackhawks, because then it's wide open for a new Stanley Cup champion. Just to sort of end it on a positive note, like, the Kings' biggest challenge is, I think, it wasn't this initially, but it's kind of become, like, whether or not they can match the kind of modern dynasty that the Blackhawks have built. And so that, you know, so that means, like, the challenge is, what, three cups in six years, basically? Um, if they had gone all the way, or if they do, if they managed to pull out some miracles and they go, that would be three cups in five seasons. So technically they still have another year to match that. And even if they don't, I don't think coming in second in terms of really dominant teams is that bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely a first, first world hockey team problem mm-hmm. is that... Um, yeah, being second, pl- like, we yeah, have two cups <laughs> in very recent seasons. This isn't something like, oh yeah, we have six cups. Oh yeah, it was back like way back in the day, um, at the inception of the NHL. It's very recent. A lot of recent successes. I think we should probably be okay with, 
you know, if the Kings, you know, don't win this year. I think it's cool to just be like, all right, let's have fun. Maybe they'll play well. That's really what all I want from them is just to play well in Game 5. Uh, maybe they'll force Game 6. Maybe they won't. But if they don't, like, it's fine. We'll look forward to see seeing what changes come in the offseason, who gets re-signed, who is traded elsewhere, if they make any trades to get some picks back in the draft. Um, I think it's good. And I think they'll still be a very good team next season. So I'm I'm not sweating it that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it as long as they put some sort of max age limit. Yeah, uh, no more to the people they bring onto the team. Please. <laughs> Stop it with the old guys. Not to be super ageist about this all, but stop <laughs> yeah. with the old guys. Jesus. <laughs> um, no offense to old people, just get off my hockey team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, all right, yeah. Any other King's thoughts for me before we wrap this up? Nope, I hope uh, Trevor Lewis is the hero of Game 5, though. That would be amazing. Um, all right. Hope the Kings win, and we get to record at least another one because they have Game 6. But if not, we'll catch you guys for an end of season podcast as we always do until next time take care of yourselves friends be good to each other and we'll catch you later bye bye everyone